Hey, how you doing? And welcome to LiveWire's 2022 Outlook series. I'm Ali Selby. I'm Matthew Kidman. And we're about to ask fundies what was their worst call from 2021 and what they learned from it. Electro-optic systems, EOS, uh, was my worst call. I'd say the stock probably did a little bit more than halved over the course of 2021. Uh, looked fantastic, multiple earnings drivers, revenue more than $200 million a year, but the problem was it just didn't get the contracts that were expected during the year. At the same time, it had issues with its cash conversion, uh, it had some revenue delays as well, and uh, it was fatal to the stock price. Down it went. Yeah, so I'd have to say the biggest investment mistake I made during the year of 2021 would have been Newix. Um, so Newix was an IPO. Um, we did a lot of research into the company and felt like we understood the earnings drivers of the business. It looked very attractive um, in terms of valuation relative to some of its big peers in the US, such as Palantir and Snowflake. So we made that initial investment um, and then they came out with their results in February. They missed um, their forecast that they put out within their prospectus. We exited at about $4.50, which has been the right decision because the stock's down another 40% from that point. Um, but, you know, we did get out probably a break even for our investors. So, you know, it just goes to show that if you have a valuation thesis, investment thesis, you know, it really helps with, you know, knowing when to cut your losses. Google. I sat on Livewire and said, this is the one stock that I would want to own if I had to go to sleep for the next 10 years and wake up. And we didn't own it in our own portfolio. And it's been an absolutely wonderful performer. And sometimes the best ideas are just the simplest. Well, you still got another nine years on that one. Yeah, worst call for 2021 was uh, unfortunately not being further underweight banks. Uh, banks are a big uh, constituent of the Aussie market. Uh, a little bit too focused on the top down, not enough on the bottom up this year, unfortunately. And um, banks had a lot of issues with margin, with uh, a big shift towards some um, fixed interest rate products that were lower. Margin. Especially towards the end of the year. Yes, very painful. I think um, the pandemic timing in terms of recovery has been hard to call and we have been exposed to a number of the so-called open up type trades, whether it be through URW or Qantas. And I think, um, you know, being in too early is, uh, is a challenge always for value managers. And we do tend to take a, a longer term perspective, but clearly with the benefit of hindsight, um, sitting on the sidelines for a bit longer would have been, uh, would have been preferable, particularly through the last 12 months. Ali, our toughest stock for the year was Alibaba. Uh, it's down about half year to date. Uh, it got caught up in the perfect storm of, of regulation, um, competition, and, and, and also now a, a macro slowdown in China. But I'd have to say what it really reinforced for us is that extraordinary gains from exceptional companies over the long term don't come in a smooth pattern. Okay, so even the top performing, most exceptional stocks, they have market setbacks and drawdowns in their stock prices. And so the most important thing for us is to stay invested and to stay the course with these exceptional businesses as they typically lead and, uh, and change industries and especially when they're underappreciated by the market. And that's exactly what we've got today with Alibaba. I think the worst call probably was the market in its entirety. Not, not that we do that. <laughs> Um, but I came into 2021 pretty cautious um, and actually the years turned out so much better than I, I was expecting. 
I know, better than a lot of people expected. Well, if you look back to March last year, I don't know if you remember, but the Treasury said in Australia the economy would shrink by 20%. Do you remember that forecast? Mm. No, everyone was very later, bearish. <laughs> a year later, the Australian economy is bigger than when it was pre-COVID. So things so far have turned out much better than could have been expected last year. Omni Bridgeway, something which I've actually uh, I've talked about here. Um, had a good couple of years, but it's been down 20-odd percent, 25% in a year where the market's up. Um, a few things went wrong. They've uh, slowed down realisations. A couple of cases went the wrong way, like an appeal on Wyvernhoe. Um, and there's a few people in the market concerned about an equity raise. Look, we still like the story. Think that it's uncorrelated to the market, which works well when the market's going down, but not as well when the market's going up. Small name, big mistake. Tiny Beans, social media platform for families and their kids, nice and safe, unlike Facebook, based in the US, ran too low on capital this year, even though it had good growth. It was the, the problem of not having a strong enough balance sheet, like a lot of small companies hung over it. They ran into a few problems. Eventually, the company was lent money by its directors. The stock halved. It was a disaster. Luckily, it's been recapitalised. The growth is still good, but it's a real lesson. And I've told a lot of people over the years, watch small company balance sheets. And I, I didn't do it properly this time, and it caught me again.